what do you, how would you describe a truly holy church? A holy church, something that when you walk into, you recognize that they're worshiping to God. They're giving God kind of the prominence, the eminence in that place. Um, is there indicators that you would notice? Okay. Yeah, kind of a reverence. I like talking about reverence because you don't see reverence much anymore. Um, and it's, you know, I, I want to say it's not just the fact that they might be singing a particular type of worship music. That's not the, a true indication of whether you're dealing with a holy church or a church that is unholy and, and, and more worldly than holy, I guess. Christ-centered. Christ Amen. You know, when they preach, when they teach, Christ is uh, preeminent in all those teachings. Um, because if you're going through the Bible, whether it's Old Testament, New Testament, Christ uh, is, is the example. Even more so, uh, honestly, it's the congregation itself. If a guy who's destitute walks in the church, how many of the congregation go up to that individual, make sure that they're fed, taken care of? You know, yes. You know, we went through first, second, and third John, and we spent some time there. And what was the true indication? The first indication of a true brother: love, love one another, love your brother. And we t we spent a lot of time talking about that. Uh, so yeah, I think you know, if somebody comes in with a need, if somebody comes in um, destitute, if somebody comes in who isn't saved, we're praying for that person. We're 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 trying to lead them toward God, toward Christ. If we if that wasn't our focus, if whether somebody came in saved or not, we don't even pay any attention to it. We're just excited to hear the message because you know uh, the speaker is you know entertains us that's not a holy church not a holy church if if the church never speaks of sin how about that one then there is there is I think nowadays you see that even more and more you're getting a lot of churches that they just preach, grace they just preach uh you can be uh, god wants you to be all you can be and is that true yes it is but there's a step you got to take to get there first right yeah and you gotta you gotta so we recognize that sin is a part of each and every one of our lives right but we're not we don't boast of it we don't we're not proud of it we repent of it when it happens, we're guilty of it because when we come to this place, this is a holy place. And it should be a holy place. When we walk into that sanctuary, I'll agree, the church is the people, right? This is a building, like any other building, but we've designated that sanctuary to be our sanctuary, the place we go to worship God. And when we go in there here in a little bit, it should be a holy place place it's a saw a uh, oh there should be a weight when you enter that place it, I, I, I sense that um, 
you know, I I have my cup of coffee here, but when I walk into that sanctuary, I wouldn't carry that cup of coffee in there. It's it's a different. Well, we're teaching here, we're communicating back and forth, we're learning, but we're not preaching. And here in a little bit, we're going to get preaching from God's word, and we're to worship Him. Mm-hmm. Now, if I retire, I'm sorry. Respect His word. Yes, respect. Again, we're going back to that reverence. Um, and then, yeah, exactly. You know, what are we what are we spending time on now? We got a building committee started, starting to meet, starting to do things. The time and the effort. What in your bulletin is some long list of projects that the Levite ministry, you know, kind of needs to help out uh, weekly and, and monthly and every two weeks, once a month, seasonal. Put, I mean, they've broke it down to small tasks that we all can do to out of respect for God's house, to keep it something that we're proud of, special. When somebody walks in, they know that we take God's house seriously. So somebody walks into Central Baptist Church, the first thing hopefully they see are smiling faces and friendly faces, friendly to one another. <laughs> you know, I, um, I watched an old movie this weekend, uh, Funny Farm. Chevy Chase. It's an old, old movie. But the whole premise was, uh, you know, he moves from New York to the country. He wants to have a country life. And when they get there, it's nothing like what they thought it was. So they thought, well, we'll sell the house. But to sell the house, we got to present the country life that we thought we had when we get here to try and get people to buy it. So they had to, they had to pay the citizens in town to be nice to each other. <laughs> we don't want that to be Central Baptist Church, right? Hopefully when somebody from the outside comes in, they see a loving, kind church. A genuine. Genuine, right? They, they don't see you know somebody from one side of the sanctuary. Maybe they see somebody cross all the way over just to give somebody a hug or shake their hand or, or they see you know see that, that just uh, that, that fellowship that what comes. Yes. I can call. There would be many, many people I could call and say, hey, I need help. Can you come help me? And they would be there. Yeah. Right. Or they would find somebody to be there. But somebody would come help me. And that's a big, that's a big plus for our church. That's that, yeah, it's family. Yeah, even though it's we're a large church. Yeah. We're a large church. And I still meet people that I, that's been here for a while that I still don't know that they, I mean, I meet them, and I'm I'm having to kind of learn to be careful because I'm like, oh hi, I haven't met you before. What's your name? Well, I've been here a year and a half. Oh yeah, okay, sorry about that. My memory just You know, it's just, it's a large church, but yes, we we're family. We don't run around with John and Esther, but we locked ourselves out of our house and. Brenda has the key. So John, Brenda was gone, so John went over and got the key and unlocked the door so we could get in the house. That's it. If there's a need. Yep, yep. So we talked about Thyra Tyra and we talked about what was going on at that church. We talked about the environment that church was in there in Thyra Tyra. One of the points I want to to make again is the prominence of these guilds in Thyatira. It was a very late, it was a very, uh, there was a lot of crafting, a lot of laboring 
in Thyatira. Um, we talked about the fact that the most prominent uh, industry was the dyeing of wool, and they were known for particularly for uh, the color purple, which came from a couple of sources there in and around Thyatira. So people would come over to get that. So what ended up happening was the trades ended up kind of uh, coming together just like we see unions today, almost exactly like. They end up coming together so as to support one another, to, to uh, kind of uh, help direct uh, maybe the future of this trade. They also got together because of the Roman influence that was going on and the, 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 the oh, the, the prominence of having multiple gods, they got to where they wanted to have a, a specific god for each one of the trades. So as you went to the guild meeting, the union hall, so to speak, if you were a Christian as a part of Thyatira, and you went to the, the meeting hall, well, they would have their meeting, but then at the end of the meeting, it would be, let's pray for, uh, let's pray to so-and-so that the industry will flourish. Let's perform this sacrifice to this God so this industry will flourish. But now all of a sudden, you're a Christian and you're put in a bad position, right? Because if you, say you dropped out and you're like, you know, I don't want any part of that. That's a difficult situation. JD, are you union? I was. I used to be. used to be. What would happen if, in, when you were union, if those that were a part of that same union didn't join, were they looked at differently? Oh, yeah. Were they treated differently? I was always treated differently, even though I was a part of it, because I didn't agree with all the stuff, too. Yeah. You know? Ken, can you vouch for that? Yeah. You know, if firefighters, they're union. Uh, you have the choice. We're not a you know mandatory union state, right? It's right to work. You can choose not to, and if you choose not to, there's consequences to that. You're sorry, no good. Yeah, stop there. <laughs> um, yeah. But now, all of a sudden, socially, you're an outcast. Back in this time, though, if you chose not to participate in those, you could have lost your job. Now, nowadays, you wouldn't probably see that. Somebody would probably get sued. But they might find a way to get rid of you. Um, anybody else ever work union and experience that? Yeah? You know? I haven't experienced that so much, but I'm union. Yeah, you're union, but if somebody within that, yeah. you ever had somebody not join? and. Well, we had someone that dropped out. Yeah. Right. Yep. I mean, it's the same. Yep. So, yeah, it's frowned upon. I mean, yeah. if you pay your taxes, I frown. Yeah. You're getting the same benefits as everybody that does pay the taxes. So. Yeah, it's a it's a delicate. It's a bigger picture. It is, uh, but you know the, the but there's consequences. Um, You know, I can I can say most of well, you would show up. Let's. Uh, I'm gonna move on. 
<laughs> I could go on about this. Uh, but the uh, so you have a Christian and they have all of these social influence that are impacting. How are they going to live in the world Monday through Saturday and then go to church on Sunday? Now we face the same things today, right? You know, we talked about that. But they, you know, but today we're not showing up at a union hall and, and praying to another god, or or sacrificing to another god. There might be some social events that we wouldn't approve of, or some activities. As a Christian, and you know what, as a Christian, we're called to be separate. You're called to be unique. So um, those things we wouldn't want to be a part of. But uh, even then, it was an issue with these trade guilds. And then, so you have, you have these, these influences all coming into Thyatira. And because everybody was doing it, it was prominent in that city, now we have a teacher that's, that's called out specifically in verse 20, saying, Notwithstanding, I have a few things against thee, because thou sufferest that a woman Jezebel, which calleth herself a prophetess, to teach and to seduce my servants, to make fornication, to eat things sacrificed unto idols. They were so worldly that they uh, allowed this this woman to teach. Now, I, I may have mentioned last time, was her name Jezebel? Was it not? Um, most would offer that it's not, that you know, even back then you wouldn't name your kid Jezebel because of the reference from the Old Testament. <clears throat> so maybe it was, maybe it wasn't. I think it might be more of a description of her, her of, of her lifestyle that she was putting forward. So she was teaching, she would teach in a class like this and say, listen, I, I, I understand, the, you know, and reading scripture tells me that, that you're going from here to your meeting on Tuesday, and at that meeting they're going to sacrifice idols, they're going to do these things, but... You know, I know your spirit. I know your heart. God knows your spirit. God knows your heart. And once saved, he, nobody can ever take that away from you. So it's okay if you participate and just, you know, don't take it too far. That would be the type of lesson she would be teaching. And that... Permissiveness. Yes, acceptiveness. That, that in no way balances with being separate does it being distinct um, she's taken that 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 um, grace and just kind uh, basing a whole theology on that and that alone which again a lot of people do nowadays a lot of people do of go people ahead don't realize like we lived in Denver and we've had yep. a major we've had a big business in Denver and yep. several of the western states we can't have a Facebook page. We can't, we can't cross. We can't let everybody know that we're Republican, yep. much less Christian. Yeah. Oh, oh, by the way, we're also not allowed to be vets. Yeah. All right. The only reason we became a win in the military was because we were trained to kill people. That's not a joke. That cost us a couple of jobs. Um, this is these things that we are facing out in the big cities that has not affected here. No, no. All right. So what's happening in Fire Tower is happening all across the U.S. right now. 
Yes. Very no, I so. very much agree with that. Very much agree with that. And, and I've said over and over, I, I was put in positions, even at the PD, that one time in particular, um, and I'm not against the Black Lives Matter marches. I'm, I'm really not. Um, but, you know, they were having one and they wanted the PD involved. Again, I don't, again we were going to be involved anyway. But they asked, we were in a meeting, and Chief said, well, they've asked that uh, me and the two captains uh, take a knee at, one, at, the, at the end with them. And he goes, I, I don't know what, what, what we should do, but what, what do you guys think? And he, 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 he was real good about kind of going around the room asking people, what's your thoughts, what's your thoughts, and then he'd make the call, right? <clears throat> and they went around the room, and they're all, well, I don't know, I mean, it's, it's just a knee. I mean, what's the big deal? And it got to me, and I said, I will not because I don't kneel to anybody other than Jesus Christ. <laughs> and then the chief goes, well, yeah, me too. That's why he goes last. And then the other guys are like, yeah, yeah, yeah. Well, what he said, you know. I wasn't going to do it. I decided as that was going around the room, okay, let's see what happens here, but I'm, ta I'm taking a taking a stand. I don't kneel. I, I'm not going to kneel. And we didn't. Um, and nobody said a thing about it, you know. But you, there's going to be times where you got to take, you're going to have to take a, a stand for for your faith, for, 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 for Christ. If you believe it, you better do it. Yeah. Well, there's where the rubber meets the road, though, isn't it? There's where the rubber meets the road. Yeah. You got to you got to act out your faith, or you know you become just another one of those hypocrites that they say for their reason not coming to church. You see that all through the Bible. Yes, that's what the Bible is. Yep. Yeah. Yep. It's so it's hard to not face that. What's that, James? That obedience sins that people have in their life. That don't amount to nothing anyway. It does, so. it does, you know, and that, but that's why we we come to his house every uh, time we we uh, can and to to get right with God on that, yeah. to get right with God on those things, and we, we continue. We see this Jezebel teaching fornication, teaching. You know, it's you're married. That's okay. You know, if the, if you're having an affair with somebody, remember grace. You know, you know God. In the in his creation created um, uh, procreation, so it's okay to continue those acts. I mean, he, she's teaching these things in a church, and the most difficult part is there's people in that church that are Christians. Remember, go back to. Um, verse 18, these things saith the Son who hath the eyes of a flame ear. Uh, verse 19, I know thy works and charity and service and faith and thy patient and thy works. And the last to be more than the first. He's saying, you, if you'd have looked from this church from the outside, you'd have saw a, a full sanctuary, full Sunday school classes. They'd probably have a huge Awanus program. They probably would have had, you know, multiple buses and, you know, chariots or whatever they're bringing people to church on. Uh, they would have been going on outreach. Uh, I mean, they would have, every ministry was thriving. 
But inside the church, the soul of the church, it was coming apart from the inside. Coming apart from the inside because people, Christian people, weren't confronting the sin that was going on. Blind eye. Turning a blind eye to it, you know, and and, and I'll say, you know, we uh, the Bible calls us very specifically to confront sin. And we talked about that. If somebody comes in who's unsaved, you know, we we don't teach that it's okay to sin. No, we don't sin is no. Remember, if to be a holy church, we've got to how does God view sin? I mean, he, 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 he has said that it, it causes death and separation from Him. Right? That's how God views it. So if we allow it into our church when we're supposed to be holy, He immediately says, you know what? No. It's going to result in death. Go on to verse... 22 and 23, what's, what's the verses say there? Let me get to that revelation here. Behold, I will cast her into a bed, and them that commit adultery with her into great tribulation, except they repent their deeds. He's saying, you want to teach fornication? I'll put you in that bed that you asked for. And a matter of fact, if you want to teach this to people, here's what I'm going to do to you. Oh, and all the people that you've taught it to are going there also. All the people that are allowing it, all the people that have not confronted you with this are going to the same place if they don't repent. I mean, he's saying it. Repent of their deeds. Um, you said something that was very that we forget a lot of times. You said the people that do not confront her on her sins, mm -hmm. they are just as complicit. That's it. That's it. Um, and that should put a weight on all of us. It should put a weight on all of us. Um, it's we're not into difficult conversations nowadays. We don't know really how to do that anymore. Um, I've thought over the years, and I still believe, you know, I, I go back to, um, I love old history. And you look at John and Abigail Adams, the second president of the United States. Have you ever read the letters that John wrote to Abigail and Abigail wrote to him as he was in Washington and she was in her home? Well, they didn't have telephone. They didn't have texting, FaceTime, right? They had to write letters. And they're, they're beautifully worded. <laughs> the thoughts behind them, the way that it is articulated. We don't know how to have those type of conversations anymore because it's, uh, hey, I'm on my way over there uh, and I just give you a thumbs up on, face, on texting or something. You know, we don't, we just don't. I, and we've lost that. I, I used to love as a kid getting a letter from grandma. You can say so much more. And we don't know how to communicate, I don't think, with each other anymore. We've lost that. And when you're having those hard conversations, it takes a certain tact. 
to to have the conversation and then be bold enough to be to point out this you know not not waver from what you're confronting somebody over um, but we the Bible calls us to be bold and to confront that sin absolutely verse 23 says and I will kill her children with death so we talked uh, back before we even started Revelation. What we talked about whether we were going to look at Revelation as a symbolic or literal. I think I believe that's pro- that's pretty literal right there, right? And I will kill her children with death. Now the Bible also uh, says that death doesn't always mean physical death. Of death sometimes means just separation from God. Now so these people are saved, though, right? Many of these people that she has had this influence on are very well could be saved Christians. Got caught up in the wrong Sunday school class, but aren't confronting her about the improper teaching and then continue with it. I think you know there's. I think there's a lot of Christians. I, I I believe this. I think there's a lot of true Christians that sit through all types of services in this town, and their and, kids are lost, and 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 they don't confront it. You know, I I'm, I don't know that I'm as bold to say that every person that attends a Catholic church here in town isn't saved. I don't know that I can be quite so bold as to say that, but. So there's people, if there are people there that are saved, they're listening to some heretical teaching and they're not saying anything about it. So if it happens today or, or that everybody that attends Joel Osteen's church, 60,000 people on a Sunday morning to say that everybody there is lost going to hell, I don't necessarily believe that. But nobody's speaking up about it. Well, I think it's ignorance too. Yeah. I mean, that's that's right. Yep. Well, and you respect the authority of the person teaching. I mean, I grew up in a church that didn't teach untruth, but but it was the conviction that moved me. Ignorance is bliss. Yep. If you're sensitive to the spirit, yes. Well, I would argue they're probably not reading their Bible. <laughs> you know, they're probably not um, praying as they should. So they've developed a, a, of a hard heart, a, a tough spirit that the spirit can't get through. To, grew, I grew up in a church that didn't say read the Bible. You know, see, that's what I mean. Yeah. There's so many people being misled. Yes. Because they don't. Um, it's sad. But God says, you know, and I will kill her and her children with death, and all the churches shall know that I am he which searcheth the reins and hearts, and I will give unto every one of you according to your works. You're going to get, you're going to reap what you sow. That's a common thread throughout Scripture, right? God said, I'm going to give you according to your works. Now, we talked back when we went through um, 1 John, remember, we talked about uh, the sin unto death. Can you commit, as a Christian, can you commit so much sin in your life and you're unrepented over it? You know, you're not, hey, you're saved. 
you're saved, but you've gone down a, a, a bad road and you're not repentant of it, can you reach a point where God says, I'm just going to call you home now? Now, you're still going to heaven, but you don't get to live out what he truly wanted you to live out. He's going to, going to call you home. Why? To preserve his church. Uh, and I, I tend to believe that with preachers, teachers, and other leaders, that's more uh, prominent than it might be with others. But uh, if you're living a lifestyle and you're unrepentant and you're, 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 you're teaching that, you're uh, promoting it, that's a dangerous place to be. Because people are, you know, you're hearing good preaching convicting preaching and you're not repenting of it you have good people in your church that are going to you in this situation maybe they have came to you and they've said brother so-and-so sister so-and-so i'm not the only one noticing this but i want to talk to you i love you and here's what's concerning me and you just i'll continue to live and you keep doing that they're going to reach a point that god's going to call you home and you know like I said and you will have not completed what he had for you here yeah I think sometimes well physically God will also set you over to a reprobate heart so you can be drawn back to yeah yeah yeah, absolutely I mean you won't necessarily bring you home you might let you go the path that you think you want to go until you get to that point where you go okay this ain't right yeah, I think that's a def, you know, that's, yeah. Yeah, you know, it might not get all the way to that point, but he's going to put some judgment in your path. Or he might use you like Ananias and Sapphira. I believe they were Christians. Yep. They lied to the Holy Spirit, and they were taken out. That's what I'm saying, you know, the, the, that sin unto death that that uh, you can do. It yep. only takes one. Mm-hmm. So, but, you know, the penalty, the penalty of unrepentance is death. I mean, he says it right here. But uh, then he says, but unto you I say and unto the rest in Thyatira, as many as have not this doctrine and which have not known the depths of Satan as they speak, I will put you upon you none other burden. So those that are, that are uh, fighting through this and, still say I'm not gonna you know you're okay I'm not gonna put you through judgment but that ye which ye have already hold fast till I come and he that overcometh and keepeth my works unto the end to him will I give power over the nations he shall rule them with a rod of iron as the vessels of a potter shall be broken to shivers even as I receive of my father and I will give him the morning star he that hath an ear, let him hear what the Spirit saith unto the churches. And remember, these are letters to churches, real churches. This letter would have been read to the church in Thyatira. Can you put yourself in that, you know, hey, I have a letter from uh, Jesus here that we need to read. And this is to the church. And everybody would have known who the Jezebel was. I hope it got people's attention, but uh, 
history tells us that church um, didn't survive but a couple of hundred years <coughs> after this point and wasn't heard from again. I wonder why. Were they so riddled with the culture that after a few hundred years, why go to church? It's just like the culture. I go to church to worship a holy God. And when I go there, it's no different than it is Monday through Friday. Um, and in the end, <clears throat> after a couple generations, it just fades away. It just fades away. Uh, you know, you look at Thyatira and that was its fate. That's its fate. You know, I think it's a good, each one of these letters um, are good for us to take a moment and pray about, you know, central. And that we be a church that doesn't accept sin. We love people, but we don't accept sin. And we've had to take strong stances with different folks at times. There's a process that works. There's a process that works behind the scenes. You know, people don't see that, and they shouldn't. It's not, it's between the individual and God. It's between the individual and uh, the church staff to deal with, to get, to try to get that person right with God, to walk them through Scripture, to pray with them, to do those things so that they get right with God. But we should never shy away from that. And, you know, I, and I'll tell you, being in leadership, I, I know of some of the circumstances and some of the processes, and it's, it's never an easy process to, to discuss or deal with. It's done very prayerfully. Um, but it has to be done. It has to be done. Number one, God tells us to do that. And, you know, and we believe what we're dealing with, that we worship a holy God and we're to keep this congregation holy to, the, to every extent we can. So I think Thyatira is a great, you know, again, you, you Shaw, you Shaw, Shaw, I think I took some of Cindy's pills this morning, <laughs> saw a thriving church from the outside, but once you got in, so when we look at I look at Central as a thriving church. I mean, every ministry is just uh, doing so well right now. Or, you know, the, the school, the Moanas, uh, everything. Sanctuaries full about every Sunday morning. But pray that we're not getting to a point that we become just like the world. So... Can you want to release us in prayer? Then we'll get ready for worship time. Our Heavenly Father, Lord, we thank you for this day and that we can come in your house and we can worship you, Lord. And I, I thank you for this lesson today, Lord, a very, um, very clear truth today. May we take this truth and apply it to our lives. May, may our lives be different than the world. And may the world see that we're different and see your love through our actions. And Lord, now that we get ready to go to the sanctuary for the main service this morning, 
May you prepare our hearts and our minds to be reverent and, and, and loving, Lord. May we take this time uh, very serious, and may this time honor you and please you, Lord. May, may we just take the lessons that will be taught today to heart and apply them to our lives that we can be better Christians in the end. We ask all this in Jesus' name. Amen. Amen.